Were you recording? Yeah. Good. <laughs> There's the opening. Hello. Hey, everyone. Um, welcome to this special introductory episode of the podcast. And that podcast is, of course, Project A+. Plus. Or, as I refer to it eternally, Working Title Podcast. <laughs> um, but anyway, I'm Hunter. Uh, I'm one of your hosts. I am the host, and this is my co-host. Is that right? Is that how we decided to credit with me? <laughs> yeah. Are we going to have to go back to the podcast union for arbitration? You're the host, and what I'm the sub-host. Yeah, you're the, you're the, you're the sub-host. <laughs> um, anyway, do you want to say your name? My name is Hugh. The sub-host. Co-host. We're co-host. Let's say co-host. Let's say co-host. I'll do that for you. But you're just the host. Yeah, of course. And I'm the co-host. <laughs> you're the co-host. <laughs> you know, until we get to such point that I'm I'm proud of the work we achieve, I'm, I'm happy with this arrangement. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, this is really setting people up for a great time, huh? <laughs> I mean, it's great. Like, it's really good. I'm just, I'm just being flippant. It's a great podcast. I listen to it all the time. It's amazing. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> I mean, to edit it, I have to listen to it. So. Shut up. I, I got your joke. I got your joke. It's okay. But this you know, this will set people up for what to expect. Yeah, yeah. The great banter, which is the reason that you uh, are going to listen to it. You, the audience, not you, Hugh, who is forced to listen to it because he has to edit it. <laughs> Occasionally me. I've edited I've edited an episode that you're not going to release. <laughs> That's right. And I'm going to re-edit. I can't believe you're going to do that. Just put it out as it is. It's fine. No, it's like, it's like got chewing noises in it and like redundancy. Whatever, that, that episode was going to be terrible anyway. Possibly. I'll, I'll see what happens if I like, if I do my precision editing. You already have so much more editing to do. I know. And a whole new podcast as well after this. I'm just <laughs> Jesus Christ. This episode is going to get less and less relevant the longer you take to edit them. Yeah, there was a, a really small Uncle Boon Me winter sleep window that we missed. Hey, I mean the other ones, you dumb shit. <laughs> Solo's probably still in theatres, right? We released that. No, it's not still in theatres. It's coming out on DVD soon. Maybe we could just say... Fuck can, you. I'll just add some audio to the, the released episode and say, in conjunction with the DVD release of Solo. Yes, because people care so much. What's, what is your, like, your word for a soft drink? Like, what would you call like the generic... Because there's, t- there's a lot of regional variation of this in the States, so... There's some here, but uh, I'm not that familiar with what the other states refer to it. Like, the, a, this is a childish term that, like, a grown-up wouldn't necessarily say. Like, fizzy drink is a term that's sometimes used. Soft drink is, is the most common, probably, that really? I can think of. That's interesting. And then it's the particular brand names and types. Like, we don't say pop or anything like that, like the weird American one. What's the Virginian one? Virginians would typically say soda, right? Mm. But there are certain states of the South that would use Coke to refer to like a generic soft drink. In Minnesota and in Pennsylvania, where I went to school, I went to school in Pennsylvania, and I was in Minnesota recently. Uh, they use pop. They don't say Minnesota. Shut up! I hate you. <laughs> uh, what was the what's the name of your other podcast? You fucking traitor! Unmarked box. But I'm curious, like, what would what would constitute being a trader? Like if I made another podcast on my own, I don't know yeah. that, that's really trading. Yeah, you're tra- you're, you're like if someone else said, hey, 
Do you want to hey, do a let's film do, podcast? Let's do, let's do a film podcast and call it Project A+. <laughs> well, if, if, obviously, it wouldn't have the same name, but would that constitute betrayal? Yeah, that, that would constitute... I mean, betraying me with any podcast is already betraying me, so doing it by yourself is, is betrayal. I'm just curious, like, because I can imagine, like, like if there was someone... I guess if it was someone I didn't like, but, like, if there was someone, like, I respected or something, and they were like, hey, do you want to do a film podcast with me? I'd probably go... Yeah, right. You'd drop me like a sack of bricks. No, no, I'd keep Project A Plus going. Yeah, sure you would. <laughs> I wouldn't replace the podcast. Oh, yeah, sure you would. But I'm just saying, Oh, like, my God. You're so quick to betray me. I don't know if my, my loyalty would extend to, like, not creating competition for my own podcast. That's stupid. You son of a bitch. Like, what if, like, uh, I don't know, who's your favorite film critic? Uh, no one. I would be like, no, I'm taken. Thank you very much. I'd never like, no, but but to be clear, I'd never like replace it. I'd never say, okay, we're not doing this anymore because I've got a better co-host over here or something like that. I would, if I ever did another film podcast, which is incredibly unlikely, but if it ever happened, it would be... It would be a betrayal. Simultaneous with this one. No, it would be a betrayal. I don't think you can dictate the terms of my, if I, if my, my emotional reaction. Fuck me, Jesus Christ, we're all, we're only going to take an hour, it's already almost been 40 minutes. I'm just going to open the podcast with you saying, fuck me, Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, uh, do you want to try to, to go through it again, or? Okay, so it's a podcast about films, broadly, but more specifically, films that have recently been released, is one segment. Films in a series of things we're focusing on, whether it's a particular director or a type of film is another segment. And then the last segment we like to call bonus features, in which we discuss other films that we happen to have been watching throughout the week leading up to the recording. Uh, now that we've talked about the podcast, I guess uh, we'll delve a little bit into our personal histories. Is that, does that sound about right? A complete history of our sexual failings. Uh, everything you wanted to know about our sexual failings, but we're afraid to ask. It's the, I think that might be the only Woody Allen film that I've seen besides uh, uh, Midnight in Paris. I've seen other films besides Midnight in Paris. What? I just I was making a joke. I, like a, I literally don't understand the, the It was like a semantic structure. joke, but my execution doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. But I'll explain what my thinking my thought process was. Uh, okay, go ahead. Which was, you said it's the only film that you've seen No, I've seen the only Woody Allen film. Sorry, yeah. The only Woody Allen film that you've seen beside Midnight in Paris. And what I should have done if I thought through the joke properly was said, oh, I went to a video store once where they stocked Midnight in Paris next to a Midsummer Night's sex comedy. Mm. You see what I mean? Because then, then it makes what you said sound like you were just talking about the spatial orientation of everything you ever wanted to know about sex being like right beside you see it's a good joke <laughs> no i don't get it <laughs> i didn't execute it very well or at all no you didn't even gesture towards making that joke embedded within my explanation that i just made no 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 in your brain was the, was the right joke okay good, perfect we can do it again we can do another take no too late all right i'll, I'll be you <laughs> i'll be you hey hey the only uh, other... oh, australian <laughs> Oi, the spatial relation between. <laughs> like I said, for us, that hurts my voice. That hurts my throat so much. Hey, uh, the, the only other... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but keep, okay. Keeping all this in the introduction. Hey, let's move on. Okay, all right. So I'm going to let you go first. What is your relationship with film pre this wonderful podcast? What is my relationship with film? Okay, well, me and film go way back. 
I hate you so much. Um, are you talking to film or me? I'm not going to respond. So I've always been something of a fan of films since I was a kid. But I got seriously into it, or at least in terms of getting into the more cinephilic choices uh, when I was a teenager. Um, and I discovered, along with my brother, those uh, sight and sound BFI lists that they do every decade where they poll a bunch of critics and directors across the world and compile a, a top 10 best films of all time. And we just had a great time looking through the individual voters' lists and finding films we hadn't heard of and exploring those via the video shop. Uh, and that instilled a passion in me to actually become a filmmaker and not just a film consumer. And you were so successful at that that you successfully launched an entire national cinema. That's right. The Melbourne New Wave. Which I think you can go to, what's the, what's the website name? Off-Brand Horse. Off-Brand Horse and watch examples of your illustrious filmmaking career i even created an off-brand horse stinger for the end of the podcast wow you're really invested in this brand that's right during my teenage years i made a lot of films with my friends on weekends and as part of the school curriculum and based on my enthusiasm for those activities i enrolled uh, immediately from high school into film school and proceeded to drop out after half a year. But not before completing, I think, what is rightfully considered the masterpiece of Australian cinema. Yes, yes. I did I did manage to complete one uh, five-minute film while I was enrolled in the course. Would you like to say the name of that so people can find it? It's called... <laughs> you can find it. It's called While My Audience Gently Sleeps. This particular film, after I left uh, the course, was reviewed by one of the facilitators... And it earned a respectable one and a half stars. <laughs> but that I mean that, that was like the maximum range, right? Yeah, yeah. One and a half out of one and a half. <laughs> it's a curious um, system, but you know, Australia is a curious curious country, so I mean there was no connection between the review and my leaving the course because I only found out about it after I'd already left. So That's funny. I hated it for other reasons. Um, so dropped out of film school. Um, I did become somewhat disillusioned. Uh, with the idea of, of being a filmmaker and with the medium of film itself for a time, for some reason. Um, and then slowly over the, over the years, I've uh, got back into it. I should also say that I did do three years of cinema studies electives um, at university as well. So I do have some grounding in film theory. And uh, now I like films again. So now, now I'm doing a podcast uh, about unmarked boxes. I don't, you can't advertise that betrayal, the betrayal of trust. <laughs> It'd be better if you'd at least told me you were doing it beforehand. No, no, but that that you would fucking be traitor. That would that would rob you of the. Of oh the yeah, the, the experience. They're definitely gonna have listening to it. Because now there's more than one podcast on the network. I was wondering how to do an advertisement for this podcast oh to put on other podcasts. What do you mean, like? Pay someone to read uh, advertisement. No, no. Is it uh, you know how you when you listen to like a podcast on one of these podcast networks, it goes to a, like a an ad. So if someone is like, I'm gonna read and listen to this dumb show about boxes. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. I'll listen to Project A Plus too. So I can stick a, an ad for unmarked box on it on the next episode. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> but also on unmarked box itself, yeah, it can I be an it. ad. I got it. An ad for yeah, for this. I, but anyway. I was thinking of like initially like maybe I can just take some audio 
from an existing episode. But I was like, no, usually it's the hosts talking about why people should listen to Well, sometimes it's like podcasts. clips of the podcast, you know. But usually there's like a framing introduction. Yeah, there is a framing thing. Which we, which we can do like momentarily. But anyway, you go into your history first. And then oh my can... god. Alright, so my story with film also starts very young. Uh, I would say I had like a casual interest in it um, up into a certain point. I guess I would, you know, there's always films that I would return to and watch a bunch, but it wasn't like a thing where I was like, oh, I love watching movies. I was like, I love watching like Monty Python and the Holy Grail or uh, Rookie of the Year or Pirates of the Caribbean. You know, there's like certain films that as a child I would return to over and over again. And some of which I retain to enjoy to this day. Um, like the like the second Star Wars movie, for instance. Star Wars Episode Two: Attack of the Clones. Not Empire Strikes Back. Um... But when I was 15, I sort of random happenstance decided to put on Terry Gilliam's Brazil, kind of expecting it would be sort of a Monty Python-ish comedy in a Brazilian style. And instead it sort of blew my mind and forced me to reconsider what I thought of uh, as a film just in general and like what I look for in movies specifically. Um, and I feel like a lot of people have, a lot of people who are really into film have that sort of a similar experience with a single film. Uh, was that true for you? Or was it just a more general, general thing? Uh, it was true for me to some extent, but I'm trying to think what the film was. Like, the, my memory's a little bit uh, hazy because I'm old. And you abuse alcohol. Like, I, I remember, like, it was more that that suddenly my horizons were blown open and, and and again, partly because I had an older brother who I'm kind of in his slipstream in terms of his taste. My most memorable like cinematic experience was 2001. That certainly stood out for me as well as Seven Samurai. And then uh, in order to make sense of Brazil, I got really into film criticism. Uh, and I think as you are to Side and Sound, I was to Roger Ebert's great review books. And I used to uh, skip off class and read his website. And he sort of opened the door for me to appreciate film on a deeper level. And I've been, got bit by the bug. And despite some, you know, I feel like everyone has their ups and downs and the things that they love. Um, I have maintained my affection for the medium. And am currently enrolled uh, as in a uh, film studies program and plan to become some sort of media studies uh, film studies in particular professor uh, eventually you know I was, like, I was looking to graduate or uh, doctoral programs earlier yesterday I was like oh boy I won't be able to do this for another five years <laughs> so I mean I meant like actually become like a paid professor so looking forward to that by five I mean actually mean like seven or eight <laughs> so great so I think uh you know we both have uh, a lot of affection for film and um, this very much the thing we bonded over, um, film and podcasts, pretty much, and our shared love for garbage. I think is the three things that really sort of cemented our bond. And we met in a sort of a bizarre shared housing situation uh, almost a year ago at this point in Brooklyn. Uh, in Brooklyn, uh, which is uh, just sort of a miserable, bug-infested house. Uh, would you get that? But it it was it was so close quarters that uh, you kind of didn't have a choice but to get along with the people living there. 
to some degree. And there's a good it was a good way to generate a fast and close friendship. I think. Yeah. So I I was staying behind a bookcase in the living area. <laughs> <laughs> a bookcase and a shower curtain, right? Yeah. Or two bookcases and a shower curtain. <laughs> I always had a proper room, but I was splitting it with uh, someone else. So, so we were living in that house together, the the torture house, the horror house, if you will, and we became friends. Um, and I, I think we both sort of, I think we both were sort of like, oh, we'd like to make a podcast, and I maybe provided the fuel to light the fire that has led you to this moment right here. And we've both been fans of podcasts, and since film was sort of the thing that we made, both were friendship on, we thought that would be like the natural sort of thing to make a, build a podcast around um, without some with some fits and starts. Um, so uh, our first attempt at making a podcast was you are sort of obsessed with this obscure uh, German Canadian sci-fi series called Lex. Is that that's true? I was a fan of, of this TV show growing up, and uh, it remains a, a source of a source of interest for me. Um, even though I'm I'm willing to concede that the show had many many flaws, um, but I I just like the fact that not a lot of people have heard of it. And it was kind of weird. So we're going to do a sort of a recap show on that. Uh, but yes. that sort of fell through, I guess. I don't really know why. Essentially, that was just a pretext to get you to watch Lex. <laughs> I only watched one episode, so it didn't work that well. We still watched an episode, and we did a whole podcast on it. So there is an edited, completed podcast of us talking about Lex. Maybe it'll be put out there somewhere. We'll put a poll out, and we'll see. We'll gauge the interest. In yeah, the <laughs> poll for all the listeners. So um, talk, you want to talk about the... Next. I was looking at a bride. Shut up. Do you want to talk about the next, the next uh, portion of our history together? Yes. So after the Lex incident, um, the next impetus for a podcast came when I stumbled upon a little film called Happy Thank You More Please, the debut directorial effort from TV's Josh Radnor. I sort of had a morbid fascination with that particular project. And I thought it might make an interesting podcast to sort of tear it apart. So I made you watch that. <laughs> you did indeed. I actually had a lot of reservations about making one of those podcasts like The Flop House or um, How Did This Get Made, in which they go through a film beat by beat and tear it apart. But we ended up essentially doing that with Happy Thank You More Please. Mm-hmm. To a lesser extent, Lex. After we recorded Happy Thank You More Please, we decided to come up with a connective thread um, that would allow us to find our way through various films. And that thread was landing on some connection. So, for example, Josh Radner made Happy Thank You More Please. Maybe we should explore another one of his films. Or this actor appeared in this. Let's explore some of their other filmography and just jump from film to film by exploring these arbitrary connections. So we... we did indeed jump from Happy Thank You More Please to another Josh Redner film. His second and to date final directorial effort, Liberal Arts. At this at this point in time, the podcast was not yet branded Project A Plus and was in fact called The Dialones. After the fiction of the character in Happy Thank You More Please that Josh Redner plays. So there is a there is a um, scene in Happy Thank You More Please, in which we see Josh Radnor, character who's a writer, we see his laptop screen. And I think we both independently like paused the, the screen and read his fiction. 
<laughs> he did it did. Which was titled The Dialones. And in the course of the film, like, you're not really supposed to read what it says. It just flicks on the screen for a second. But we did. And we named a podcast out of it. And, uh, I mean, I had some reservations about the name because it kind of aligned us with incels. <laughs> But you didn't know. You didn't really know what an incel was until I explained. Well, you taught me what an incel was on the podcast. Yeah, I did. And then from liberal arts, we used the presence of Zac Efron to pivot to the film Seventeen again, and we attempted to record a podcast about that several times to no avail. And then we just went off the idea of this concept and uh, ended up just talking about some films. <laughs> so you sort of stumbled upon. The idea that we would start doing like new releases and we just pair them well sometimes but we just pair them with like random food, movies that we kind of wanted to talk about um and now we've done this present format which hopefully will be a success and yeah that's about our history and then unmarked box came along and broke the medium so you know no and i don't so you should listen to our podcast because 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 we're nice people so um by way of sort of introducing you, the audience, to our taste, we thought we would go to go over to the selection of our favorite films, um, and we're just we're just gonna list them. There's probably not gonna go into too much detail. There, none of them are like incredibly obscure. So, <laughs> for some reason, my my top ten list has "Tell Hugh to Do His Tax Return" on the bottom of it. So, <laughs> because it's one of my favorite films. <laughs> uh, anyway, keep that there. I will. Because I, I I still need to do that. <laughs> I will. I'm probably not going to look at this list ever again. So, anyway, uh, so do you want to start? This is a list I made about a month ago, so it reflects my thinking at the time and my feeling at the time. Um, so, so the first film I want to mention is The General from Buster Keaton. I'm not even. I'm, I'm going to just be like an auto bastard and not even mention the co-director. Ah, you son of a bitch. Okay, so Buster Keaton's The General. This is not, by any means, my top ten favorite films eternally, but rather a fluid list, as you mentioned. Uh, so my uh, first film is The Thin Red Line, Terrence Malick's 1990-something war film. Uh, my next film is Project A2, or Project A Part 2, the Jackie Chan sequel to Project A, after which our podcast is partially named. Uh, my next film is... Uh, Paul Verhoeven's uh, 1990 film Total Recall uh, the great Arnold Schwarzenegger sci-fi blasts him up and then for me we have I Was Born But the 1933 I think film from Yasujiro Ozu uh, and for my next one there is Sans Soleil the Chris Marker essay film uh, from 1984 uh, next up for me we have Daisies from Vera Chitilova from Czechoslovakia in the 60s. 1966, I can't actually remember the date. Fluid release date for foreign films. So. <laughs> uh, my next one is Brian De Palma's 1982 film Blowout. My next one is Kurosawa's film Seven Samurai. Uh, my next film is uh, Mamoru Oshii's uh, cyberpunk classic Ghost in the Shell from 1995. My next film is Kubrick's 2001 A Space Odyssey. Okay, my next film is uh, David Cronenberg's 1984. You'll notice a lot of 80s films on my list. Uh, 
film, Videodrome. My next film is Ugetsu or Ugetsu Monogatari from Mizuguchi. <laughs> Without a f- first name, Mizuguchi. <laughs> I think that's it. Kenji. Uh, my next film is Terry Gilliam's great film, Brazil. My next film is Billy Wilder's uh, 1960 film, I believe, The Apartment. Uh, my, my next film is Wes Anderson's uh, 2006 film, The Life Aquatic with Steve Zissou. My next film is Ingmar Bergman's Wild Strawberries. My next film is Guy Madden's great what's it film called brand upon the brain exclamation mark my final film again this is not in any particular order but my the final film i've listed is elaine may's a new leaf and i have two films left uh my next to final film is david lynch's hallucinatory epic into an empire and then i think i speak for both of us where i say our Singular favorite film of all time is uh, a little film uh, directed by, I'm not vampy, so if you look up the name of the director, Paul. I want to say. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say uh, it's a 1994 film directed by Paul Flaherty uh, with the title <laughs> of Clifford. And that's our favorite films. Yeah, kind of, we, we, we normally separate films into two categories films that are the film clifford and all other films so when we're making a top 10 list uh, usually to be fair we we exclude clifford yeah because it's just so obvious and, and yeah it's just not fair on the other film it just dwarfs all other cinema yep, all other cinema okay and uh, that's that's all she wrote i believe uh, is there anything else you want to say for this, our special bonus episode, or is that enough of an introduction to our particular brand of podcasting? Oh, I forgot to say my embarrassing plane story. That could be the thing we end up on. So uh, I think, as we often like to do, I like I chose to entertain myself. I was recently took a flight from New York City to Minnesota, uh, where my girlfriend is from for a brief visit um, where I went to the state fair. Um, and I think as, I don't know what you all like to do on planes, but what I generally do is watch a movie and maybe read some. Those are the exact two activities that I also participate in. It's a pretty pretty common activities. But for this one, I downloaded a couple of movies to watch uh, and I only watched, I ended up watching two of them um, of the selection Quirks, which I watched on the way there. And the great movie Quirks, uh, and also studio, uh, the first Hayao Miyazaki film, uh, Lupin the Third, Castle of Cagliostri, which is, I watched on the way back. Um, and then I downloaded The Aviator, but did not watch that because uh, it was too long. So uh, in addition, I was like, I've heard some stuff about this new anime series called Devilman Crybaby. So I was like, I'll download some episodes of that and maybe watch one of those in addition to you know, a film. So I ended up watching some of this show and I did not realize that it'd be extremely sexually graphic, <laughs> um, which is fine because, well, it was fine reverting with girlfriend because my girlfriend slept the entire time. But uh, the person sitting next to me would occasionally look over and I was like, oh God, if someone watched me watching this show, I would seem like a huge creep. 
and I could never, I always was like, whenever the person beside me did anything awkward, I was like, oh, I bet this person thinks I'm a weirdo because I'm watching this. So there you go. That was my embarrassing story. If I sat next to somebody who was watching what I assumed to be like some version of hentai on a, on a laptop. <laughs> was it a, is it a Kindle? I, on a Kindle, I guess. I would think they're the worst person in the world. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a totally legitimate anime series, so there you go.